0: Hoy, hoy, Noiros! Another edition of traditional noir vember, or just, you know, the show. Yeah. (laughs) All year long, baby. We're bringing them to you. We got uh, Curator Dan. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have Gentleman Joey here to say, you know, welcome to the show. Welcome to the library of Podcast Congress. Sure. You You know we're talking brute force, of course, Dan. Yes, we are. Just like the brute force of the day pummeling the me. Yeah, I don't know. This is, <laughs> you know, the, the clocks have been set back. Oh, it's so
1: brutal. And and then it was like 80 degrees. I know we, we have the weather ban, but I mean, it's just been so hot seasonally here.
0: And now it's cold and again all of a sudden. It's just it's it's
1: it's messing me up. Everything's messing me up right now.
0: It's a wacky November, but we're gonna do our best to power through this one. We we were saying off the air about we'll do what we can to cover this one. It's it's a brief one and just as far it's a long movie, but yeah. just as far as what happens, it's um you know, like a lot of set pieces. Right. We can only give you so much of a play by play of everything, but we'll do our best. We'll fill it yeah. up. We got it. We'll do it all in Calypso. That's that'll be the <laughs> trick. <laughs> Uh, all right, brute force. You ready for some taglines, Dan? Episode mm-hmm. ninety seven. We're so close, very, very close. I'm just leaving that pause for the shock of closeness. Yes. All right, taglines. Right off the bat, we're shouting out producer Mark Hellinger. <laughs> you gotta, <laughs> Mark yeah. Hellinger is power packed pitcher.
1: Okay, it's true. So,
0: yeah, I mean, come on now. He he did produce it, and it packs a wallop. Men caged on the inside, driven by the thought of their women on the loose.
1: Mm. It would have been better if they said women on the outside. Yeah. Them inside, them outside, like that would have been a better tagline.
0: I think we know what our first trip is with the out of the podcast time machine we've just invented.
1: Yes. First order of business.
0: (laughs) If you still heard this, we have not altered the timeline just yet. Yeah. Keep listening to find out. Human dynamite. Told the raw, ruthless "quote unquote" killers' way. Remember the
1: killers, Dan? I do, and it's right off the back of that. So yeah, I mean, I get it, but like a
0: literal back. This thing was yeah, right, right up next, back to back, yeah. Yep. Uh, and the next one is is quite similar. Mark Hellinger tells it the killers' way. Sure. <laughs> uh, human dynamite. That's Bert Lancaster. Tougher than in the killers. Did you know he was in the killers, Dave?
1: Well, if I didn't now, I, I you know, I, different. I mean, if I didn't back then, now I know.
0: Raw, rough, ruthless. <laughs> and the last one, which I think is the best one. You ready for it? Okay. Man, hate, woman, love.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no way. That's not real.
0: I promise you. <laughs> wow uh welcome to the show everybody brute force was released august 1947 i looked everywhere for a specific day but we don't have it produced by mark hellinger productions (laughs) have you heard yes he did the killers and uh it was distributed by universal eventually when it was re-released in 1956 directed Mm. by jules Dassin. night of the city baby we all remember Mm. night in the city what a good time that was Oh, yeah. A Screenplay by Richard Brooks from a story by Robert Patterson. Uh, cool. wel- welcome, still to the show, <laughs> Dan. Do you want to get into a little bit since you were holding the Criterion edition, the mm-hmm. restoration that was done for this film? Because I thought that was quite fascinating.
1: Yeah, it seems like there's definitely there was definitely, I guess, a tough time getting a print and and being able to get a couple of different prints together to try to get a good scan together and i think they did a fantastic job i couldn't like, they
0: said that they had to digitally restore yeah. like a couple scenes but otherwise they were able to puzzle piece it together i couldn't tell you what those scenes were that they had to
1: there's a very very slight jump towards the end but it's super like it's super inconsequential like I, i've definitely seen a lot worse mm-hmm. so it it, it it seems like in line with anything else, like almost anything else. So I think I remember what you're talking about, yeah. and I
0: definitely like it was just so like I didn't even think about it. It was just right, like, yeah.
1: And especially knowing what we know, um, I, I think it's just a kind of a, a miracle in and of itself to get a good a print like this. And it's just, I mean, it's such a great movie. Uh, it's deserving of that. So the fact that they were able to preserve it is just great in and of itself.
0: It, it sounded like from the multiple paragraphs in the beginning that yes. the print was destroyed pretty quickly like it seems like it barely had a chance to actually run before yeah. someone didn't take very good care of it so it it you know just sort of had to live in in legend sort of because mm-hmm. as you'll see the crazy movie dan
1: and i think it was the the main print i think it was a bfi print right i do believe that's
0: true yeah. yes British film uh, institute yeah the institute as we say yes thanks <laughs> thanks bfi so, yeah, it just really got to give a, a special shout out to to the team for putting together such a great print. Yes, TLE
1: Films, Film Restoration and Preservation Services. That was the company that put it together.
0: Got to put them on the case for some other stuff, huh? hmm They did yeah. good work. Get that impact project going yes. next or something, right?
1: DOA, you know.
0: You know, I meant to say on TCM, they, they showed DOA randomly mm. one night and I taped it. It actually was a good print. It was better than what I think we saw. Really? Yeah,
1: that would be a, that would be a nice one.
0: So that's one to look out for. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But we're dealing with the print we got now, which is fantastic. Again, just a milestone. It, it really brings out the clarity of Westgate Penitentiary, Dan. Mm-hmm. Um, not a fun place to be. Nope. I mean, jail in general is fucking terrifying. Yes. I would say I've been terrified of it my entire life. And uh it's a very claustrophobic movie because you really don't leave prison except for, you know, in flashbacks, brief little flashbacks.
1: Right. Even even when they go out to to do their uh their work, I mean they're still basically at the prison. I mean, they're outside and they're in, they're in not, a tunnel, you know, yeah, like a tunnel, yeah. That's there's, there's, claustrophobic. Right. I
0: mean, when you they're going through the cells of this place, I mean it's like five, six people in a cramped tiny cell, like it sucks. Yeah. Uh, it also doesn't help that they have a fucking asshole running the place, mm-hmm. not quite Warden, but he, he does the day to day. Captain Munsey, Hugh Cronin, mm-hmm. what a son of a bitch! Yeah, F- fantastic job though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say great, great acting, terrible person, <laughs> but but he, he, I mean, he just delivers it in, in in this role.
0: See, he's a fucking asshole, and we also see Bert Lancaster, Joe Collins. He's coming in through the rain. And uh, he has been in solitary for like a week or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. So everyone's like, hey, look, look who's coming back. It's old Joe Collins. And he's back. He's pissed off. And he's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Like, fuck mm-hmm. this place. I'm ready to act on getting the hell out of here. Like, with, let's figure this thing out. And you have quite a cast of characters, naturally, as you do in a prison. Mm-hmm. You, you got uh, Charles Bickford as Gallagher. Mm hmm. He's an interesting character. We did allude to the Calypso guy, Sir Lancelot, Dan. Yes. As Calypso, who sings most of his dialogue in Calypso.
1: Which is an interesting part of the plot, I would say.
0: I'm just saying if I'm in prison with a guy who's singing Calypso to be nonstop, we're we're probably not friends. I need some space. (laughs) You seem very nice, but you're driving me crazy and I'm in prison.
1: Real quick, um, before you before we move on, um, did you recognize Charles Bickford?
0: Yes, from yes, another yes. movie we did. I don't okay. remember what movie, but I know I recognized him.
1: He was he was the the blind painter from Woman on the Beach.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Remember the guy where we had the I had the, picture the cigarette? With him, yes. Across, yeah, yeah. That, no, as that soon it was him. He said
0: it. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah, he's in a couple film noir too. Yeah. He's he, he was definitely he's an, a good an, guy, an guy for thing. it. Yeah. Awesome. He's good in this. Yeah. He's
0: he's very good in this. He's a highlight for sure. The credits, I, I also don't want to gloss by. I mean, there's some weird like, hey, introducing people from the radio. Like, yeah, very bizarre. So, yeah, prison life. It's it's here. So Burt Lancaster ended up in solitary because someone narked on him that he had a shiv, Right.
1: Right. Which he believes was planted on him.
0: Right, which is entirely possible. Yes, yes. Due to this place. And he knows who narked on him, too. And that guy is Wilson. He is scared as hell Mm -hmm. as he should be. And Burlancaster wants to get Wilson. So he definitely makes sure to (laughs) take him down. There's a lot of work going on in this prison, as often happens. You know, it's Mm -hmm. legal slave labor. So they're like manufacturing stuff.
1: What, what are they doing in the so, tunnel, per se? So the tunnel, the, they're building a drainage. The other thing is the newspaper, which we'll definitely get to. Yes, and the other the is, in this in this context that you're talking about, they're actually making license plates. So, so that's what they're making here. And that's where you start hearing all that noise, and you hear the tension ramp up as you can feel like the walls are kind of closing in on, on this guy Wilson for ratting out on. But I, I, one of the things I really love about this movie is is like, that it, there's this hierarchy within the actual inmates, and then obviously there's the hierarchy between the the leaders of the prison and then the inmates. So there's all of the, there's all this kind of like power struggle kind of going on throughout, right. and like, like and there's like you know there's almost like mob like in a way. Oh, absolutely, like Gallagher and stuff like that. It's just the dynamics are very very interesting.
0: I mean, you know, classic prison as yeah. these things always are, but it's a very interesting take, specifically. With these things, you're always like, ah, oh, the warden. He's the bad guy. Warren's an, an all right guy, and he's struggling with his own power and trying to keep it, right? You know, while Captain muncie is just like basically planning like a coup behind him. And I
1: mean, he's on thin ice with uh what's the the guy that's ahead of him? Is it is it like the governor or something like that? Who's the guy? That was the one thing I, I guess I didn't really get. Probably, the guy that was yeah. th- that was trying to get get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And he gets on the radio towards the end right to tell him that he's resigning i know we're jumping ahead but i
0: don't, I don't know really who matter. it is but yeah it's just yeah. some superior to him they want this prison to be better to be a, a better place and right you know the only guy that's really able to pull that off is captain muncie but it's because he is a fucking asshole evil guy who's just Statistic, like yeah manipulating everybody and doing horrible things to them and then as it continues we'll see how awful it is yeah But going back to Wilson, who is very nervous, uh, he ends up, he's working, you know, the license plate duty that day with everybody. And they have all set a specific time to cause a distraction so that they Mm -hmm. can go after him and take him down for ratting out. They break out
1: in a fight. They make up a fight and they start fighting. So there's a melee. So then they can get it. So the guards are distracted and then. They can push they're him in this, like, <laughs> this like this like machine that like stomps. Off. It's basically almost like a car crusher, and it just like crushes them. Yeah, it
0: is pretty brutal. And like yeah. they're all like tapping on like the license right, metal, plates and yeah. like banging away. So it's really got a nice uh, primal atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he ends up in the workshop steel press, which is as brutal as it sounds. And also, we learn more about the specific cell block r17 r17 everyone kind of tells their story and they also as as you do in these these cells you have a picture of a, a lady so they all have this lady that you know or they there's a lady poster and they're able to look at it you know like the way she is she just sort of acts as like a blank slate you see right. who you yeah, can see what you want yeah. yeah well it is a literal composite too because the actual picture that of this woman is it's a composite of you know Yvonne De Carlo and Blythe and Ella Raines, and mm-hmm. it was painted by John Decker, who did the paintings of Scarlet Street. So there's another returning face.
1: Yep, I had that in cool. my my fun facts. Yep,
0: couldn't wait, Dan. It needed to be said now. It's a I, I it's see, a pretty yeah. big deal, as you can imagine, this picture because this is what leads us to all their flashbacks, and it, it's a very interesting device that they have. Mm-hmm. And some <laughs> have better stories than others. Joe's basically Burt Lancaster his is that he uh, his wife is in a wheelchair she has cancer and he does not tell mm-hmm. her what he does at all and that he's like getting crimes to help support them and he finds right. out he gets a visit which didn't have the old telephones back then it's just through the wire but yeah he gets a, a visitor and they tell him who I don't remember who that guy was It was like his lawyer. Or I think it was his lawyer So, yeah, he's like, your wife really needs an operation. You know, it it should go well, but she doesn't know what happened to you. And she's not going to do it without you, like without your permission. Yeah. So he's like, okay, that is not helping things whatsoever. So let me get the other guys. And and what were the other stories as well? One was. um... It was
1: the kind of like the dude with the glasses. Uh, What was his name? Was it Lister? Yeah, it was Lister because he's married to Ella Raines. And he embezzled money to buy her like a really nice coat. So um, that's
0: one. What was the other one though? Before we get into that one, because that's like a big deal.
1: Well, there was Anne Blythe is Ruth, and that was she played uh, Joe's wife, right? I think and then so, there's yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo. was she was like an Italian woman that it was during the war that she met. It's kind of like Joe's like number two guy. It's that guy soldier.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and basically he was he was an american soldier fighting in, in italy and he was giving like supplies to her and her and her father that really shouldn't be giving to them and then like the mps came and, like they were trying to take him away there was a whole thing with her and they were separated I'm trying to think there's anything else i think that's mostly it is that what you have
0: yeah i mean i think there was one more but it's all right it's not important um, well, those
1: are the those are the three i mean who is the who else would the other one be
0: Spencer, is that who you were talking
1: about? It goes by Soldier in the movie. I don't know if it was... That That's the one movie. with Flossie. What was their backstory? I'm like trying to... It's been a couple days since I've watched this, so I'm trying to wrap right, my brain. I got brain.
0: you. So Spencer was the one who was betrayed by Flossie where he held up an illegal casino where the casino was raided.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, and she, she takes him out the back and... Yeah, that one is, is a really good one. I forgot about that, where she she fleeced them. Plus,
0: yeah, fleeced exactly. Them.
1: That's it. OK, now I remember. Yeah, that was a cool. But scene.
0: he still loves her, you know, and he's like, I ah, yeah. forgive her that. So that was very interesting to see. And then, yes, our biggest one is is yeah. Tom's or excuse me. Uh, what's his name? L- Lister. Lister. You <laughs> should go by Tom. It's very good. Yeah, but old listy
1: with, with my girl.
0: <laughs> Absolutely
1: not enough screen time.
0: No, but I mean. The way None it was built do. up, like, yeah, it's just kind of a cool, interesting thing that they do. And you're lucky yeah. to get them. You got to sell some tickets to this movie, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. True. He's his is the most tragic because he, you know, his wife, just all she wants is a, a fur coat. He's been taking money so he can get these things for her. And then he like tells her too, and she's still just like, boy, I don't know that I really love this coat. <laughs> yeah.
2: Make a wish. What are you talking about? Tom. Oh, Tom, Tom. Here, put it on. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing in the whole world. belongs on you. Makes me feel so... I don't know. Like I was somebody. Oh, Tom. Where'd you get it? Where'd the money come from? Where'd you get it? Cora. I stole the money. I juggled the books and took $3,000. You? You stole? What? Darling, the way we were going, you wanting things, things you ought to have, and me strapped all the time. We were heading for a split up. Don't you see? I just had to do it. All my life, the one thing I really wanted was a fur coat. I can't give it up. I won't. Talk. No, darling. But what if something should happen? Nothing that happens could matter,
0: unless I lost you. And he gets fucking busted, and busted, uh, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, the boy does that suck or what?" And then, of course, old Captain Muncy's there to just fucking fuck with them extra. And he comes in. He's like. Hey, yeah, I know all about this. And I've been censoring all your letters and, you know, making sure you're not getting everything that's coming back in. And I got news for you. She wants a divorce. Your wife doesn't yeah. love you. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Instead of Why don't you com-
1: tell on your, on your fellow uh cellmates?
0: Exactly. He loves narking Captain what? Muncy and he knows just how to do it, but he's not going to give up anything. But, you know, instead of confirming <laughs> with his wife, it's like, hey, is this true? You, does she come to visit? You know, like there's no visiting no, days where yeah, should she should be doesn't. like. So it's like ah, bummer. That sucks. And he kills himself as a result of this horrible news. Yeah. You get the shadow of his body hanging. It's so brutal. Yeah. And everyone is, is super bummed by this. Monty tries to turn it around on them and sends everybody to work on the drain pipe, which is brutal, brutal work. Mm-hmm. They're dumping it in the water. That that seems pretty nasty. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah. Back then, those are the people polluting uh, for us in this world that we live in now. So, thanks, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, they um, they're now like, all right, what are we gonna do? We got to figure this thing out. Let's get everybody together. And Gallagher, we should talk a little bit about. He has a pretty good deal going with the captain. You know, he's like trusted. You know, he gives a little bit of information, but enough where like everybody still respects him. You know, he's not seen as a stool. He's neutral. yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he he even mentions at one point he kinda he walks a line between the 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 other inmates and and Muncie. Mm-hmm. So he kind of you know kind of has this neutrality going for him.
0: It's the way to do it, but he's seeing how this is these things are going bad, you know, the, the place is going nuts. There's also um we should mention as well the doctor. Yes. Doctor He's Walters. really good in it. Yes. Yeah, he is very good. He, he's another one you could use maybe a little bit more of. But it's a tight story. It's a, it's tough to figure out. What yeah, you could take a lot it of characters. Extend. Yeah. Exactly. It definitely is a, a character piece. So the doctor, he sees what's going on. You know, he's he's seeing everyone go into the infirmary, like fucked up and not mm-hmm. looking good. And he's like, this is not helping. You know, you're just you're, you're getting a powder keg going here. Like, this is just going to make everything worse. You got to treat people like humans. But. That doesn't seem to be getting through to old Captain Muncie whatsoever. Yeah, not at all. Gallagher as well, back to him. He toes the line and he has an interesting job. There's a prison newspaper. I've never mm-hmm. heard of something like this before. No, that exists. Yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just something I, you know, I wonder what's like. That'd be fascinating to learn more about is just prison newspapers. Is there what's the longest running one, you know?
1: yeah no i definitely know that like i I actually watched There was like a special about that uh like within the last like five ten years and they were covering that like prisoners that worked at the newspaper for there and would run stories and stuff like that just just like in this movie Mm -hmm. so yeah it's something that still still happens today
0: love to read an arc archive of the best one or something you know or like i was able to turn that into reporting somehow or something yeah um and then back to the doctor i'm just going all over the place with this dan he was also in like the movie <laughs> yeah going way back though with wilson before he died he was actually with joe collins burt lancaster and he, that helped provide an alibi even though he's like oh interest because he asked for like the exact time and he's like yeah. oh what time is it right now and he's like oh 10 27 oh you sure 10 27 like really could mm-hmm. sure the facts are known and stuff so yeah yeah, the doctor is a good guy, basically. He, he mm-hmm. also toes the line. But Gallagher's got his paper, and that's kind of the one thing that keeps him going. Also, Muncie's like, keep your nose clean, and you, you can get parole. But he also has no intention of doing that. He's like, I like what you do for me. You're not going anywhere, buddy. It's with yeah. the paper. And that hopelessness makes Gallagher feel like, all right, this is not good. I got to get the hell out of here myself.
1: Cause yeah, because originally like he had he would propositioned about going with Burt Lancaster and some and and his his uh, cellmates to escape, and he's like, you know how many of those things I've heard all my time here, like all these crackpots and all this other guy, and he br- even brings in another guy that works in the newspaper. It's just like, yeah, I mean, no one ever escapes here, so why would I do that? Why would I risk myself? But now it's like now that's really affecting him. It really changes his mind, like knowing that like yeah, he's basically not getting out of there, and they're gonna mm-hmm. keep you know delaying his parole. So now it's just like all right, now I guess I, now this this is, you know, now it's just as good as ever. And he knows, I think he knows that Joe is, you know, pretty solid and there's like a solid crew that like, if they're going to, if it's going to happen, like it's probably this crew. He's going to get so. it done.
0: Yeah. It's it's this or nothing.
1: Yeah. And you
0: know, right. things at the prison couldn't be any worse. Muncie because of the suicide and everything. He's canceled parole hearings for everybody. All the prisoner privileges are, are taken away. Like, and no more
1: movies they had the movie at one point but
0: that's no right with movies. old fred mcmurray making a little yep. cameo whimsical cameo in a, a film noir
1: that was fun yep.
0: and um dr walters goes to talk to muncie he's like you're torching the prisoners you gotta chill out you
2: don't believe i meant what i said about resigning do you doctor in a million words no you're wrong i really want to help the warden Just that he's confused. He doesn't know that kindness is actually weakness. And weakness is an infection that makes a man a follower instead of a leader. Seems to me a very great leader once said, the meek shall inherit the earth. Science contradicts that, Doctor. Nature proves that the weak must die so that the strong may live. Authority, cleverness. Imagination, those are the real differences between men. I walk amongst these convicts, these thieves and murderers, alone, unarmed. But they respect me. They obey me. Fits you, doesn't it? (laughs) The warden's chair. You. You're drunk. Why not? I'm a very ordinary man. I get drunk on whiskey. What makes you drunk? Power? You flatter me, Doctor. I'm just a policeman. I carry out the warden's orders. Did he ever order you to crucify the prisoners? Were you ordered to make convict Lister hang himself? What are you talking about? You were seen going into Lister's cell and you were seen coming out. What happened in between? Did you censor his mail? Wouldn't he give you any information? Or did you tell him a few lies about his wife? You better stop drinking, Doctor. Your imagination's working overtime.
0: And Muncie l- gets real pissed off and he-, he hits the doctor. That's not good. Yeah. So he's really becoming unhinged as all this is going on. These darn prisoners trying to escape all the time. Gee golly. Yeah. And they're like, it's time to escape. We're doing it through the drain pipe. Let's do this thing. They're trying to get dynamite, but there's some trouble with that. But they got fire bombs. They got a gun. They got. I like
1: the scene where where uh, Gallagher and and Joe are in the, the church in the chapel. Mm-hmm. And then they have the Bibles open. But then they have like the drawings that they made for like the yeah, you know, the the very the good prison. drawings, very yeah.
0: detailed, like there's no way to yeah. fuck up this plan.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I... stick
0: figures like you used to see. It.
1: Nope. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. I mean, they'd been there. It seemed like they'd been there a while, long enough to
0: have a good lay of the land, I think. So things are going well. They're ready to do this thing. We're like hours before it. We find out we can't get the dynamite, which is Gallagher was supposed to help get him. And um, who's the other guy?
1: His second command guy, and I—I feel like they don't really talk his name that much. So Louis. I was trying to—is it Louie?
0: It's Louie.
1: Yeah, because he gets caught up.
0: Yes, he does. So he's like trying to get a pass to go down to the drain yeah. pipe to write the story and everything. But Muncie gave word to be like, "Hey, if anyone wants to go to the drain pipe, you send them my way, because something's he, up."
1: He's—he's he's heard about the a plan. There is a plan in some way, shape, or form to escape. Yes, and twelve thirty. Right. And and also, yeah, so he, he's always, you know, since he's a reporter, he's always trying to get passes. And, you know, he, he knows this, but he's not going to rat him out, which he ultimately he doesn't. He doesn't rat out. He just says, I'm just going like I go all, all the time and I'm just trying to get a story. Um, I think
0: he had already like gotten like a pass that day, too. Like he'd been very yeah. active for sure. Right. But yeah, Muncy takes him into his office and
1: tortures him yeah.
0: you know turns up the music draws the blinds and just beats him to Paul, pulp but he he doesn't give him Straps up Straps him to the chair yeah and beats him like yeah like a pipe right some kind of something i think it was like a
1: blackjack i think
0: it was very yeah it could have been i don't know it looked, it, simply... it looked a little
1: bit flim- it looked like a blackjack like a like a kind of that, a little bit of that that pull, like the give in it you think so i think it was yeah it looked pretty it seemed... stiff to me okay
0: We'll need some confirmation. I'll have to to go back
1: and look at it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Or, hey, leave it to the Noirs, Dan. We've done our job. That's something. But yeah, beats him up. But Louie does not give up anything. But the plan is still going through. But Joe starts to become a little suspicious about his guys. And he's like, hey, wait a second. Clearly someone ratted out on us about this thing.
1: Yeah, tipped him off.
0: So what are we going to do? How are we going to figure out? who did this and like he has some ruse which i couldn't quite understand it's just Mm -hmm. like their placement of where they were gonna be when they pulled the cart out or something i guess yeah i couldn't i don't know what how he figured it out but god bless him joe is a smarter man than me he figured it out and it's this guy freshman of -hmm. course i mean you know (laughs) name like that yeah Okay. Yes. I, now I see. He uh, objected to being the first to enter the drain pipe because he knew he's going to be shot to death because they, mm. they're waiting there with the guns at the end. So yes, Muncy has instructed the guys to shoot anyone that comes out and everything, and so they're like, "All right, clearly it's freshmen." They <laughs> they like. Oh, sh- by the way, real, real quick, I want to add that. So, okay. So, okay. So
1: since Louie was unable was unable to get the message to Joe to go ahead with the plan, the doctor actually ah um,
0: that's right
1: came in and told him everything he like was like oh i gotta do another physical and, and he was the one that actually told him you know what was going on
0: i want to give a shout out to uh there was a scene earlier where um i believe it was from louis was passing along a message and it was in the sandwich, sandwich. Yes. <laughs> yes i was gonna mention
1: that too yeah For
0: lancaster's to like eat the note
1: <laughs> well he's like i don't want it and he's like yeah no, and he's take like it. no no
0: no take it and then he sees this note in the sandwich bread and then yeah, he has like eat the whole thing to get rid yeah. of it that was awesome. You got to do what you got to do. lot of good little takes. So yeah, the drain pipe's about to happen. And then Gallagher, his plan was to assault the guard tower with the firebombs and everything and get through the doors. There's a lever that lowers a bridge. That's how you can get into the prison. So they need yeah. all that to go down. But yeah, now in the drain pipe, they knew freshmen betrayed him. So they tie him up to the <laughs> end of the cart and just push him out and let him get shot it he's is like no they're awesome. gonna get me they're
1: gonna get me yeah it's, a, it's such a good scene
0: yeah no that's how you know you're dealing with a good one here i mean already and it's been and so the machine awesome got him down yeah, yeah fucking machine it's called brute force dan and you get yeah. worried because you're like hey 47 how brute can we get with this force but it is oh it's there it's delightful and uh at this point it's on the, sh- the shit goes down. Yeah, it was just this insane battle. The word gets out. Dan, like Dan was saying before, when the warden, he gets forced out with everything. He's like, all right, you clearly didn't do a good job. Captain Muncy's been killing it. He's going to take over. So you're resigning. But I think, did he know that Captain Muncy was taking over? Remember? Because like, he's like, oh, really? Well, like, they're forced the announcement for him to resign. Right. Then he's like, doesn't he realize something? And that makes him like stop the resignation. I think because he
1: the 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 actual the warden himself I think realizes that like it's really good stuff's really going to go down because like the the I think the inmates are really going to revolt once they find out that Muncie's going to be the successor, which kind of had to know it was probably going to come at some point anyway. But yeah, I mean that, that was like the tipping point. I mean every, everything had been kind of brewing up to this moment, and a lot and most of the inmates were aware on the plot to leave to escape anyway. And then this was, like, just tipped everything over for them. And then they start doing that whole, like, collective chant and, mm-hmm. you know, just, and and yelling. And, and Muncie's in the tower with, with the guns and, and you yeah, know, at the gate. And he's got everybody, all of his guards kind of lined up. Mm-hmm. And they're ready to kind of take action. And then that truck comes through, which has all the, I guess, the makeshift firebombs that they were able to, to stow away.
0: Yeah, like some Molotov cocktails, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they cause a scene and then yeah, the other side, you know, freshman gets gunned to death and you're seeing guys get like shot in the hand and stuff too during that. Like it is, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of coverage with this cart yeah. and Joe get, takes a shot, but he's able to still go up and open the gate and yep. take on Captain Muncie directly, which is awesome.
1: Great fight in the tower. They're they're both going out and you're like, finally, like, oh, finally this guy get gets his Muncie.
0: Very you know. satisfying.
1: Yeah. And also there's a sequence during, during the whole melee Gallagher gets in the truck mm-hmm. and drives it into the gate, which makes actually makes it harder for them to escape because he's trying to ram it, but it, it actually makes well. it it actually kind of blocks, <laughs> blocks the way out. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't really help, but yeah, great, great, great sequence, great, great filming, you know, great cinematography. Um, with a, Cause I think at that point, you know, you got the flames going around the, the tower and then you got, mm-hmm. you know, Joe and Muncie fighting. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot.
0: It reminds me a lot of Conquest of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Yes, yes, good, good. Uh, or vice versa, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I definitely see that. I mean, I in 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 the finale, the, like the brutality of the finale, exactly like in particular, how it, just how the how whole it,
0: prison riot kind of thing, and
1: right, how it kind of bubbles up to the surface to the point where it just it hits, and you get that bummer
0: ending, of course. Um, yeah. But you do get at least so Gallagher. gets. Gallagher gets killed. Everyone's getting killed. But Joe gets to take on Muncie, defeat him, lift up his fucking body and just throw him off the tower. It is awesome. And that makes everyone feel good. But, you know, unfortunately, all our heroes, they don't survive.
1: Yeah.
0: It was never going to happen. But, you know, they uh, it would have been bad. They had to do this. This guy was scum. And, you know, I'm sure this is going to be a lovely prison to be in after this. (laughs)
1: maybe maybe the old watering comes back yeah uh, exactly
0: he finally takes a little bit more of a a firm hand to things and but still is delightful you know maybe the doctor helps out maybe he whimsically meant nobody escapes nobody
1: ever really escapes yeah probably not no no i uh, yeah yeah the epilogue on. is definitely definitely is pretty bleak
0: <laughs> just a smidge but that is brute force and it is a brute force of a time it's been a, a good number of years since i've seen this one so it's nice mm-hmm. to, to revisit
1: i i love this movie i mean I, i'm a big jules Dassin fan in general so i think i'm a little bit biased but i, I mean this movie is just amazing like i think it's such a such so just a great work of, of art and, 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 and it really is gritty and captures prison at the time. I think, I think it does a pretty good job of, of that, but just, you know, the amount of humanity in it. And just like the, like I said before, like the dynamics, I mean, all the characters are great and burnt Lancaster obviously great. All the side characters are really fantastic. I think it just really, it all kind of comes together very nicely. It's, it's, I think it's a perfect time length. I think it's, what is it? 98 minutes. I think that's fine. If it's going to yeah. be
0: this good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You give it that extra uh, 10, 15 minutes in runtime, you allow it.
0: Most of it's just them talking about the restoration and how great it is. It it takes that's true. No, and it's really interesting to get a prison film noir, you know, like, I mean, yes, it's a very different angle of crime than we usually are in. And
1: right. Yeah. I was thinking about like other films that have prison in them, but they're not not the entire films are really set in them as much.
0: No, it really shows you more like how you end up there, but it's like, no, right. we're all with this one. We're here. You're just kind of working backwards if anything, but even right. just so briefly, you know, all that stuff is so quick and
1: yeah. And none, none of them are, I, I think as, as brutal as this. I mean, I, I mean, one that came right to mind is one we did, uh I wouldn't be at your shoes where he's in jail, but like, mm-hmm. and through flashback and stuff like that. And there's some other ones we've done, but I mean that it's not nearly as, as, you know immediate or as brutal as this is um, yeah
0: i mean you could so. double feature it with i want to live there's a lot of prison yeah. in that one but that's a different angle of it but right. it's still a bummer but for this one dan i'll give it 9.3 out of 10 prison riots
1: okay yeah i think that's that's a fair that's a and fair now four.
0: now that neo-noir vember the yakuza episode's been released and everybody knows that you now have a number system what do you <laughs> give this one dan I mean, honestly, I I think you're pretty close. I I, I would probably give this a,
1: a pretty high high grade. I would say anywhere from like eight point seven to nine point three. So maybe maybe nine on the average. Better than Double Indemnity. Hmm. Maybe in different it's ways. Tough. It's tough because it, I mean they're both film noir, but they're just very different movies. Scratch so, a
0: different itch for sure.
1: Yeah. So it, that's that's tough to say. I, I, I think. Again, I, I just I really like Jules Dassin. I, I mean, you know, at some point we'll probably do Rafifi, which is like probably my favorite of his. But this one's pretty darn close. Like, yeah, like this is a really just a really good film. Top to bottom.
0: I think it's a top 25 film noir for sure. Like you should get to it yeah. pretty quickly, yeah. even for though sure. we waited 97 episodes. That's just you got to stretch them out. You know, we've seen it. We've been there, you know. Yeah. so Oh, yeah. Oh, we... yeah. It's up to you to do the dirty work noir out. Yeah, exactly.
1: So you ready for some uh, some fun facts? As long as they're fun. Um, I think they're mostly fun. Okay. I can't guarantee it. Um, so this was, as we kind of talked about earlier, uh, this was the second of three films that Burt Lancaster made for Mark Hellinger.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, he was the writer-producer who discovered the former acrobat and turned him into a movie star. Uh, the first of these was The Killers in 1946. And the three-picture contract was completed with Crisscross in 1949, which uh, actually Hellinger never lived to see. Uh, he died before production began. Um, but actually, his widow apparently insisted that Lancaster honor the contract he had with her husband, and he did.
0: I think we got into that when we did crisscross. But yeah, we've now con- yeah. completed that trilogy, so
1: yeah. check them out. All three of them, yeah. Uh, you kind of mentioned that, yeah, the, the movie that the inmates were watching, uh, was the, it's called The Egg and I, 1947, <laughs> starring Fred McMurray and Claudette Colbert. Both that and Brute Force were released in August 1947, um, and they're both by Universal. So they kind of say like, you know, almost like promoting your own films within inside of the movie. You know, so I guess that, that kind yeah, of what
0: other studio would they have used, you know, like, of course, that's it's true. universal, that's true.
1: but I think the fact that they're coming out at the exact same time, they're kind of using it as like, almost like a trailer, yeah and not like a yeah. classic
0: one. It's like, yeah, here's it an... right? You know, that's cool. Why not? That more movies should do that. I'll, you know,
1: exactly. I'm sick of yeah, seeing I... these
0: trailers in front. Just chuck them in the movie.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the movie was actually inspired by a 1946 battle at Alcatraz in which a riot ran out of control in the prison for two days.
0: It was funny wow. when they said, hey, no one's escaped Alcatraz. And you're like, oh, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> That's another um, good you know, feature with this one is Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood. I, I think those would go quite well together. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, there's a whole thing. I, I would definitely say. I mean, it's definitely something that interests me and I'm sure our listeners would be as well. I mean, kind of learning about Jules Dassin. I think we touched about it when we did Night in the City, but just his kind of run-ins with other people involved with HUAC and just that whole process and like how he had to kind of flee to Europe and and made some great films over there, but really kind of got exiled because his name kept popping up uh, as being, you know, having communist ties, uh, which is a bummer that he, you know, couldn't continue to direct in Hollywood. Also a, another fun thing is I don't know if you had a chance to look at it but I highly re- I mean I highly recommend getting this Blu-ray from Criterion anyway but there's actually um they reprint the correspondence between Mark Hellinger and production code administrator Joseph Breen over the the content of the film. So oh, actually this cool. movie yeah so this movie was actually more brutal than it was actually on the screen. Um so I would some. definitely invite I mean they're they're kind of long so I'm not going I'm not going to go into all of them but it's pretty interesting to to see like contemporary like them kind of mincing words back and forth to each other, like basically, like <laughs> I like, bet there's some
0: good lines in
1: there. There are. I mean, def- definitely from Hellinger. Basically, like I'm gonna, I want to do what I want. Like, how dare you? <laughs> like, you know, like that, like that. What you'd of,
0: expect, thing. yeah,
1: yeah. But it, it's interesting. It's it, it's cool that they that they include that in the book, like the actual like scans of the letters and stuff like that. I think it scans. If not, then maybe they just reproduce them. But they're all there. i will look at it right now while I have it in front of me.
0: And two two points on that. While you're talking about the Criterion edition, one. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's November. If you're listening to this in the month, 50% off. Go get this movie.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Otherwise, in the Criterion Channel streaming service app, it is streaming there right now. It's part of their November Noir feature. And uh there's oh, a lot great. of good stuff in there. Plenty of movies we've done. So in addition, check it I think out. they
1: have the Fox, the Fox one too as well, right? The Fox film noir. On yeah, the, on I think, the I think that was
0: from last month, maybe, but it is, is still it? there. Okay. And uh, they also did a Veronica Lake collection too. So there's some stuff that we did there. John Garfield. I mean, yeah, plenty of good time to check the app and see what's streaming as far as movies we've done.
1: Definitely, yeah. And uh, oh, so they were just uh, they were typed out. They were typed set, but still, I mean, the the letters are in their entirety there. So definitely pick this up. It's a sale. No reason not to. And it's exactly. got got great content in it. So it's it's definitely interesting.
0: Send us a picture. We want to see you get that stuff from the sale. Any movies we've done that's in the sale. Why not? Yeah. I mean, got-
1: any movies that you get from the sale in general. But yeah, in particular, maybe ones that pertain to the the podcast for sure. But
0: better be a hell of a movie if you're showing us otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts on the, the the brutest of Forces?
1: Nope. Uh, Yeah, just like I said, great, great film. Hell I of definitely, a good time. definitely recommend.
0: Speaking of hell, Dan and good times, hopefully. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a little trip into 1954. And while we're on our time machine, the Out of the Podcast time machine, shout out to that, our second shout out of the episode. Mm-hmm. It's also a plane, which is going to take us to Hawaii, apparently.
1: Yeah, we're going on a, on a little vacation.
0: It's You know, hey, it's getting cold. Let's get the hell out of the cold. Right. Let's go to hell. Hell's half acre.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this This is going to be a fascinating one for sure.
0: I'm you haven't seen this one right no 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 haven't seen it
1: okay <laughs> this is this is gonna be one that i'm sure you're gonna have a lot about
0: blu-ray arrives this weekend i'm looking forward very good to it. um cool. hey we're on stuff
1: <laughs> we sure are we're, we're on here instagram right
0: now. we are here right now the the socialist media or social the the most social media of all <laughs> conversation
1: we, we could start a socialist media. I mean, now now that most of them are tanking, we should just start one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That'll be what we, when we leave Twitter, probably at the end of the month. I already, uh, it's a hard leave, but it, I don't, I don't yeah. want to be there anymore, Dan. But in the meantime, yeah, out getting. of the cast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you could tell us where, where do we find you? And we would probably say Instagram is a good one. Out of the podcast yeah. and email. The real out of the podcast at gmail.com. Ghost mail, Dan. That's what that stands for. Yes. Ooh. I wish. <laughs> yeah, that'd be better. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. We could use some some ratings. where we They're not good at the moment, Dan. They're not? I think there was a person on Twitter who popped up. I don't know if you saw this, but they were like mad about John Garfield.
1: Yes. Yes, I saw and, that.
0: And I think they one-starred us. And
1: <laughs> the law well,
0: of averages... I-
1: yeah, you, you know what it is like, uh, something like that. I, obviously, like, I definitely value opinions, like, everyone has a right to their own opinion, but to to completely just turn off something because you just maybe disagree. And, and I don't even feel like we weren't necessarily bashing John Garfield. I, I feel like we had just mentioned that we didn't love him in that particular role. Like, there are roles that I really like John Garfield in, but well, now it was, now so it was out the of August. the
0: fog that the episode was. I liked that, oh, wasn't And I liked John Garfield in that movie, so it is like. One person maybe didn't like him. The other person does. What the fuck yeah. do you want? I, I thought also, he was talking
1: about the postman. I, that, I, no, I think that would have
0: made more sense. That's what that. he was talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, he literally said he was doing it out of the fog, and uh, uh, uh. yeah. I don't know what to tell you, bro. There was like another person I saw had said something too, like from the early days. Was like I didn't know who read it. Like wasn't too familiar with Rita Hayworth, and they're like, oh, how dare you! Like there's just such a a weirdness to people where they're like, you need to know everything. It's like, well, how do people learn stuff? You know? Yeah. I mean, come along uh, on the journey. That's what I say. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what it's all about. I mean, part of the reason, you know, why we do this is just to talk about it and keep it in the, in the, you know, collective conscience, but you know, in our own, you know, yeah. And our own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I've, you know, we've collectively seen a lot of movies, but there's still plenty out there that we haven't seen. Cause there's just, there's a lot to cover and, and...
0: we've almost watched a hundred movies to like, yeah, that in itself is a lot.
1: Yeah. Oh, it sure is. <laughs> we're we're <laughs> fully aware of that, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely open to discourse for sure, but to, I think to completely um, dismiss something without listening to more of a a, a, a larger sample size, I think is, is not ideal. I think that's that's where I'm coming from. It's like, I think if you gave it more of a chance, I think that's that's what I'm trying to say.
0: Hey, don't tell me. Tell them, Dan. Yeah. I get it. I'm on yeah. board. I like this show. I think it's it's fine. Um, I'm glad you like it. It's all right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, it's weird. There's no in-between. It's either like you love it or you're are mad about John Garfield, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But go do that Apple podcast, Spotify. Oh, we're fine on Spotify. Thank you for the ratings there. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, keep' them coming. That's it. That's all we got. We did good, yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wait Andy.
0: uh, if so, if we did good, which we did, that means we're allowed to toast. You yes. know all the bad episodes if you want to hear a bad episode, listen for no toast unless it was before too late for tears.
1: I'm ready. I'm waiting for the reevaluation episode of that movie.
0: I mean, that would be an interesting. hey, you have to pay for an episode kind of thing, yes, yeah. Bonus sure. content. I don't see good things for that myself, but
1: like, I can hope, right?
0: I'll just watch By Pit- that. I mean, yay. I'll watch Pitfall again. That'll be fun. Okay.
1: I mean, I actually just watched Pitfall the other day because it was uh it was whenever Elizabeth Scott's birthday was, it was pretty recent. I, I was like, I want to watch one of her movies. And I, I, I was looking through a, a handful of the ones I was like, I don't know which one to watch. And I was down to too late for tears and Pitfall and I, I opted for a Pitfall. So that a boy. You did good. I'm sure you'd appreciate that.
0: I do. <laughs> I think I mean, it was that's just because my... it was
1: shorter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I just wanted something a little bit faster, but
0: I I think yeah, I like color Pitfall too. more. What's that? Color.
1: Pitfall's not in color.
0: Or not Pitfall. I'm thinking of Desert Fury. Desert Fury.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought about Desert Fury too, but I feel like I just watched that. Like I hadn't watched Pitfall in a while. Yeah, probably not since Pitfall. we did the episode. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, Pitfall is like one of my favorites. That was one of the first ones of those all those I saw. I think.
0: Go listen to Pitfall. And uh, in the meantime, then here's the crime, everybody. Here's the crime. The crime of making you listen for the toast. (laughs) Gotcha.